We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. Make a $50 or more first-time deposit and you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our great web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We are in the CHGO conference room. So it might be a little bit echoey. Apologies if that's the case, uh, but we'll try to do our best to, to tamp that down as best we can. But training camp, prospects camp, development camp, whatever you want to call it, wraps up today. And uh, before we get to our interviews, we've got four great interviews coming up on the back end of this interview of this uh, podcast. We talked to Frank Nazar. We talked to Ethan Del Mastro. We talked to Drew Camesso and uh, Nolan Allen. So four good interviews on the back end of this uh, gentlemen, just your impressions overall of, uh, of what is a very important development camp. Well, it's hard to be like, hey, this guy's going to be the next Blackhawk superstar because he passed well in the same drill that they did. I mean, it's it's kids working on drills. You saw some flashes of things. The important thing is, like, the guys you wanted to look better stand out pretty much did. Like, right. the first-round picks from this year. Krasinski and Nazar and Rinzel, they looked a step ahead of everybody else. Uh, the guys from last year, guys like Nolan Allen, Del Mastro, they looked a step ahead of everybody else because they've got that extra year experience. A guy like Philip Ruse, who's played professionally in Sweden for the last couple of years, looked like a guy who's played professionally, especially against a lot of junior college players. So there's really not like a big takeaway you can take have from a thing like this. It's more of just like on an individual level, did you see what you expected out of some of these top draft picks? And for the most part, I'd say yes. Yeah. I'd, I'd echo that statement too. It's, it's, <clears throat> there's some competitiveness in the individual drills. Um, a, a player that we're going to talk to uh, later in the show or that we did talk to, and you'll hear later in the show, Ethan Del Mastro, he stood out um, because of his, uh, physical stature in, 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 in the individual drills and uh, the, the strength he plays with. Uh, those are the kinds of things that, that you see. You see, you know, in, in three-on-three and four-on-four situations, a player like uh, Frank Nazar being able to use his speed and, um, you know, the, the, the mobility that a player like uh, Kevin Korczynski has. Like, you see the individual skill sets that 
the Blackhawks have said, like, these are the kinds of players we want to get into the system. Um, and you see that in those drills. But as far as, you know, prospect camp years ago used to be, you'd have five scrimmages throughout the entire week. Now you just have one, um, if that. So uh, it's, it's a little harder to kind of pick up how those skills translate into game, simulated game situations. But as far as, like, the individual skills, yeah, the, the, the top-end guys that you would expect to look good, um, they, they stood out. And I think that that's, that's all you can kind of ask for at this time as the prospect system is getting kind of uh, reshaped. And, um, you know, we, we, we've talked about it a little bit, but, you know, with the rebuild, it's kind of, they're, they're not really doing a trickle-down. They're not going from rebuilding the NHL down. They're kind of building it from the bottom up. Uh, through the prospect system. So it'll be interesting to see how how they all pan out, but I think there were definitely some standouts, and that's the biggest takeaway you can take. Yeah, and, and like you both said, you know, you, the first-rounders look different. They look like first-rounders, and they, and they definitely stood out. And, and we actually mentioned this to Nolan Allen, whereas he was one of the bigger defensemen in the system um, two Just, weeks ago. <laughs> all of a sudden right. is, uh, is on the smaller end. And, and you see, as we've discussed, really since Kyle Davidson took over, is GM with the Lafferty trade and Radish and Kachuk and everything he's done since then, he wants size, he wants speed. The players he drafted, they all compete. Even like a, a guy who I think is going to be a huge fan favorite if he ever gets to the NHL level, and I think he will, is Samuel Savoie, who's out there. Uh, he's mixing it up with his teammates. He's got some speed. He's got some hands. Uh, but the compete level on all these guys, and you're seeing – these guys who are, I guess you'd call them current teammates, but definitely future teammates, battling with each other. You know, Savoie and Aiden Thompson got into it on Wednesday, and they're they're here to set an impression. All these guys know that maybe it's not going to be this year, but next year, the following year, there's going to be a bunch of roster spots open for guys, and they've got to show it. Like this is this is truly an important development camp. As the Hawks were winning Stanley Cups, these things were like, all right, maybe one or two of these guys will emerge as someone who can help down the road. Now you need several of these players to hit and become meaningful parts of the future of this organization. So I think, you know, as Hawks fans for the next few years, you know, maybe prioritize getting out to these development camps. Preseason games mean more. Training camp means more. All these sort of things that we sort of wrote off in the past or, or paid half attention to now all of a sudden become front and center and almost more important than what's happening on the ice. Uh, anyone else aside from uh, the first round picks? I mentioned Samuel Savoie is standing out. Uh, Greg, you mentioned Philip Roos and his, I think we'd call it like professional calm that he has. Anybody else stand out to you guys in terms of uh, maybe some dark horses? Uh, Joseph Serpa. He was a camp invite and has actually made a, a few few good plays that have stood out. Um, he had a uh, he had a, a, a I believe it was a shootout uh, a shootout winner in a little uh, you know red versus white game that they uh, that they played. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he 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 made some uh, some some good plays throughout the week. Um, but as far as you know, as far as guys that you're really going to invest uh, time in as prospects. Um, I think I think one for me that wasn't one of the big guys was uh, Niels Jontorp. Um, once they got his name spelled correctly, uh, <laughs> his game his game started to pick up later in the week. Uh, he's got a pretty good shot on him. I think he's going to be playing in the USHL this this upcoming season. Uh, came over from Europe. Um, there'll be some you know there'll be some transition. Uh, 
from from you know uh, uh, the the European game where the the ice is bigger to a North American game, but um, yeah, I, th- I think he's someone to to keep a little bit of an eye on, and um, you know he's a later round pick, he's a project, but someone that you know stood out uh, in in some of the drills for sure. Two guys that come to my mind. One of them is one you hope stood out just because it's a name we've heard, and another one is from this year's draft class. Uh, Landon Slagert looks good out there. He, yeah, he's fast. He's big he's physical uh he looks like an nhl player out there again it's drills it's against kids he's a kid himself kids kids against kids right but he looks like he's got that nhl frame of mind already like he's battling to get to the front of the net even in drills he takes everything everything was at a hundred percent and uh, another guy that we, you briefly mentioned his name for being on the wrong end of uh, Samuel Zavoy's ire, yeah. but Aiden Thompson looked pretty good again. But this is a guy; he's twenty. I mean, he was he's a got bit older. Yeah, yeah, he's got three years of juniors already under his belt. So that's a guy that again you would hope would stand out a bun- against a bunch of 18, 19 year olds because he's got that extra year or two of of junior experience. But that's a guy that I could see being twenty. Could be somebody that can contribute on the Rockford Ice Hogs as early as this fall, mm-hmm. depending on what his plans are. I'm not sure what the deal is there, but he was a guy that, hey, he's got maybe a half a step on the rest of this group outside of those first round guys. So those are two guys that 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 stood out amongst the crowd of red and white. Uh, Slaggard stood out to me as well. Uh, his Notre Dame teammate, uh, Ryder Ralston, who's got the greatest hockey name of all time. He's also got the look going with the back pad sticking out, the long laces in the front like Patrick yeah. Sharp. He just looks the part. And uh, another 20-year-old who, who could, he's at Notre Dame now, mm-hmm. um, but could help soonish. You know, uh, I, I'm excited to see him. And the other kid, the late round pick, Rico Tuhila, Tuhila from Finland, the the naive, ignorant one that <laughs> that Donnie called out. Saying, <laughs> he's from a small town and he's never seen a light switch before. Lori Markkinen's uh, stunt double. <laughs> yeah, it, it's rare you find a, a six eight center. And I was talking to our buddy Jack Bushman from Lockdown Blackhawks, saying, "Name me a six eight center." He said, "Tage Thompson." I'm like, okay, good point. Name another one. Right. And there aren't really any. And when I watch uh, Tohila, if he's ever an NHL player, he probably won't be who knows but you wonder you see a guy six eight he can skate like a forward maybe that's someone you consider converting to defense at some point uh and trying to maximize that size instead of having it be i think when you're that tall as a center it could be a bit of a detriment if anything he as a centerman he's got to do a lot of he's got a lot of ice to cover and um He's going to need to work on being able to cover that. I've, you know, his his skating, as you can imagine, as someone who's six eight, is very long. Um, the mobility is not uh, not what you see out of someone like a Frank Nazar. Um, so yeah, I think that might be a, a tough position for him at center. Yeah, maybe he does become a wing or transitions to defense. I I, I, I don't know if that's anything in his in his future but it could be something that you might consider because it's yeah it's a tough position to be uh slow in and we saw that with uh dylan strome yeah uh, also i think drew camesso uh looked the part we talk about guys who are standing out among their peers uh i think him and jackson stauber of the goalies we saw again in drills we got to qualify all this stuff um those two looked the best and that's a good thing because as you go through the Blackhawk system, they're probably one in three 
in terms of your you know future depth chart. You probably have yeah, uh, yeah. Camesso, uh, Arvid Soderbloom, and then probably uh, Jackson Sauber right below him. Mm-hmm. So that's what you want to see. So from what you can glean from training camp, I think what we all agree on is the things that should look better did, which probably isn't cause for celebration, but it certainly is not cause for panic. And it's, it's looking how it's supposed to look, and that's a good sign. It's much better than... You- you know, maybe watching like a, a Korchinski or a Nazar or Nolan Allen and being like, oh, yeah, there was never a point where the three of us looked at each other like, uh oh, yeah, no, yeah only, no. only jokingly, you know, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. It was about other stuff, but this is the fun part. Like we see yeah. these guys this July, it's going to be a lot of fun coming back next July and seeing the progression that a guy mm-hmm. like Frank Nazar has made or Kevin Korshinsky and go, and, and hopefully we're there. We're having this conversation a year from now going, Oh my God, the jump mm-hmm. this kid made in one mm-hmm. year. Like he went from being like, Hey, we could tell he's a first round pick to like, let's get him in the lineup now. Yeah. Like that's what you hope to see. Well, that was the case for me with Vlasic having seen him at the 2019 camp obviously it's three years later it's not one year later but seeing him at the 2019 camp it was like kind of the same it was just like okay second round picks going to a big program in college went uh, at boston and i can see what the team believes mm-hmm. he can be you can see those steps and then to see him this year at camp it was like man among boys why is he here but yeah like, even, you know, even from the last game of the regular season to now he looks different maybe it's because he's got confidence playing with a bunch of pros you know kids that have been the big guy yeah Yeah. he's the only guy out there that's played in an nhl game that i can think of well remember Derek king's like we can't put him on the ice he's not ready (laughs) and then to end the year he looked like one of the one of the better hawks and we're all sort of penciling him in now Mm -hmm. as a day one starter and these are the types of things we got to keep in mind as we go through these next two three four seasons is are these kids progressing? Mm-hmm, Are right. they taking that Alex Vlasic jump? Are they making strides? Are they becoming bigger, better players? Or, I'm not, I'm not saying this to throw a particular name under the bus, but it's just the first name. Or is it the Kirby Doc? It's not getting any better three years later. Mm-hmm. So these are the things you got to watch for. Don't focus on wins and losses. Don't focus on goals and assists. Focus on players getting better and becoming the player Kyle Davison envisioned when he added him to the organization. All right. We got to watch Prospects Camp. Next up, you're going to get to hear from the prospects themselves. We've got Ethan Del Mastro. We've got Drew Camesso. We've got Nolan Allen. And we've got, who am I missing? Frank, Frank Nazar. Nazar. Juggler. We want to thank uh, Will and Kalia at the Blackhawks for accommodating these interviews. So stick around for those. They're going to be great. And a speedy recovery to John Steinmiller. Yes, I texted him yesterday, said he's in some pain, but he's doing well. This is why you don't play basketball, John. <laughs> you're an old man. Stop it. Uh, but I just want to remind everybody that the best way to support CHGO is to go ahead and download that points bet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Do that right now and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. Make a $50 or more first-time deposit and you'll get that free CHGO membership, a free CHGO t-shirt from the CHGO locker, and of course, all the access to our great web content and our Discord page. So two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker. All that for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. And make sure you use that code CHGO when you sign up. Remember, it is your home for live in-play betting. You see an edge in the game you're watching. Is your favorite team prime for a comeback or a blown lead? Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, and faster 
cash out. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. An NHL free agency wasn't the only excitement this week because your home for the best Chicago sports coverage is now partnering with the leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. That's right. CHGO has teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around, whether it's the Bears, the Cubs, the White Sox, Blackhawks, or Bulls. FOCO will have something for you, your kid, your friend, and a loved one looking to get some new gear, collectibles, or accessories. FOCO has officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids. Everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. FOCO has you covered with the best Chicago merchandise of your favorite team. We were on this site the other day. Lots of fun stuff on there. You can get Blackhawk swimsuits, sandals, straw hats, anything. They got it all there. Good stuff. Plus, when you use the promo code CHGO for all non-presale items, you will get 10% off your entire order. So check them out at FOCO.com. Or click on the link below if you're watching one of our wonderful YouTube shows as well. Joining us now on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast is the Blackhawks top goalie prospect, Drew Camesso. Drew, thanks for taking some time to talk to us today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. How's camp been going? What's the, uh, how did the new draft fix look? Camp's been awesome. It's been really great to meet all the new prospects as well as some that I already knew as well. I'm um, really just getting to know everyone, seeing the facilities. This is my first time out in Chicago since I think I was nine, so... I'm really just trying to take everything in. Um, you know, the new prospects are great, too. You can tell on the ice there's not too much of a difference between them and some of the older guys. And, um, you know, it's clear that the Blackhawks did a very good job in drafting this year, and um, I know that they will going forward. It's been kind of a strange couple of years with COVID and all the starts and stops, and then hasn't been a dra- This is the first development camp since 2019. How big is something like this, spending a week with the organization, getting to learn about what the expectations are? It's huge because over the years, you know, you kind of only meet these people over Zoom and it's really not the same as in person. And getting to be here and just getting to know some of the guys and hopefully some of my future teammates is is really big as, you know, a chemistry point off the ice. You know, their big thing this week is building character between us and, you know, between the whole team. And, you know, it's clear that they picked high character individuals. And, you know, I'm trying to put myself in a position to show that I have the best character off the ice as well. And um, it's been a great week so far. I'm looking forward to finishing it out strong. You've been really busy in the last uh, year or so, um, not only being the, the top goaltender at Boston, but also playing for, for Team USA, World Juniors, Olympics. What's that experience been like you know, as, as a, a younger player? It's been such a blessing. I'm so fortunate to have those experiences, not just to play for USA, but to travel across the world and play hockey. And, you know, I think sometimes you can take that for granted, um, you know, looking at things go, things go by so quick. And, um, you know, when you look back in your hockey career, you know, I'm going to be really happy to say that I, I got to travel to a lot of cool places. I got to play a lot of good hockey. And every time I get to wear the USA jersey, it's so special. I'm so honored every time I do. And, um, yes, I have been having a, a pretty busy, you know, last 12 months. But, um, again, it's been, I've been so fortunate to have it. So. I know it's been a few months since, since you were there, but what was that experience like at the Olympics with all the restrictions and everything? What was that like being, being there and playing in that environment? It was so cool. Really, the whole tournament, you kind of forgot you were there for hockey for some days just because you're walking around, you see all these other amazing athletes, and everyone was just so down to earth and kind. And 
Um, you know, obviously when we get to the Rankos business and I made so many great friends and great memories over there and they definitely let us, you know, have some fun with the team and stuff, um, you know, obviously following the COVID guidelines and it was just such an honor to play in the Olympics. It really was and um, something that I'll never take for granted. When we look at some of the guys brought in in the draft and this year and years past, a lot of them have a lot of growing to do physically and Kyle Davidson and others have talked about the the benefits of joining a big college program for some of those guys and the difference in the training between you know a college hockey program and a junior program you've done it what's the difference like in terms of day-to-day training and getting ready for the NHL yeah you know I can't speak too much on behalf of the Canadian route because I've never done it I can say that the college route it's been nothing short of spectacular in the training sense Um, you know we've trained so much and obviously we only play two games a week which is a little less than the Canadian um, route does um, but again, that allows for us to develop so much in the weight room. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to work with Ken Whittier, my strength coach at Boston University, and he's been so amazing to me. Um, you know, we set out on a goal at the beginning of the summer to put on 10 pounds of muscle, and um, I've done that right before camp. So I owe a lot of credit to him. Um, you know, at the same time, kind of like you said, that off-ice piece is so big, especially for me developing as a goaltender, trying to fill up my frame and you know get stronger. Secrets of putting on 10 pounds of muscle because I, I'm, you know, pretty thin. But <laughs> I mean, to do that in, in what, like one summer to, to, to get that done? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot about balance. Um, you know, really life is about balance too. And it's no different trying to put on 10 pounds in the weight room. It's a lot of working out, but it's also a lot of eating and just making sure you're eating the right things. Um, I like that, yeah. Yeah, so obviously, you know, a cheat meal's fine here and there, um, you know, just for you know, the mental part of it. But, you know, for the most part, I was eating five meals a day and they're all pretty healthy. And my mom helped me cook a lot. And, um, you know, I've gotten some help from some people at the Blackhawks to learn how to cook and, you know, what meals to eat and things like that. Two videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Seeing that the direction this team is taking now, it's obvious rebuild. Is that exciting for a young player knowing, hey, it's all about us now. They want us to develop and get here. How is that as a prospect coming up? Yeah, I think it is pretty exciting. Um, you know, for me, I try not to focus too much on, you know, what's going on here. Obviously, because I'm still at Boston University, and you know, I'm fully on board with them. And um, you know, so for the time being, I'll focus completely on Boston University. And at the same time, I trust whatever's going on here. And, you know, I trust the the management and Kyle, and um, I know that they're you know building um, you know a great team for the future. And um, I'm really looking forward to being part of that. But you know, like I said, at the same time, I'm fully focused on playing for Boston University and. Um, I think that's, you know, the, the main goal of mine is to have a great season next season and, um, you know, take the decision from there. Do you sense a vibe in the locker room from some of the other guys, too, that some of them are actually competing for roster spots maybe as soon as this year? Uh, you know, there are a lot of spots open on the Blackhawks right now and maybe more to come. Have you sensed maybe a, a stronger sense of competition than, than maybe you would see in a traditional? I know this is your first prospects camp, but just in general, I think we were seeing it guys are battling on the ice every drill every you know every time they're in a corner it's hard it's physical hockey it it, it feels like guys know they might have an opportunity to make the team here absolutely yeah and you know like you like you touched on the competition has been so great here and at the same time it's a healthy competition right you know you go into the corner and you know guys are competing as hard as they can um, but at the same time they have a healthy respect for the person next to them that's doing the same thing so everyone's really pushing each other off the ice Um, you know like I mentioned earlier the character piece is so big here, and I can speak on behalf of, you know, every guy in the locker room. There's just high character people in there. Everyone's pushing for each other, making each other better. So it's just a really healthy vibe in the locker room, and um, you know, it's something that I'm 
I'm looking forward to contributing to. Who would you say has the best shot on the team that you've faced? I've seen a lot of good shots. I think uh, Frank Nazar is one of the recent draft picks. He has a really great shot. I had the opportunity to skate with him for the first time today, and um, he definitely has a shot above his years. So I know he'll continue to work on that. But you know, all the guys here have good shots, and you know, <laughs> once you get to this level, everyone can shoot the puck. All right, Drew. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll hope we'll talk to you down the road of many years to come on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Joining us now on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast is draft pick Frank Nazar. We're here at Fifth Third Arena. You can probably hear the air conditioners blowing and the skates uh, flowing behind us. But, Frank, thanks for taking some time out. I know it's been a crazy, hectic week, but what's your first week as a Blackhawk been like? Yeah, thanks for having me. But uh, it's been hectic, just kind of getting used to everything and getting used to getting back on the ice and kind of had a long last week with the draft, but it was fun. So I didn't really have too much time to, to skate or work out. But uh, just getting back on the ice and getting a, a good rhythm is, is feeling good. How was it? The Blackhawks, going into the first round draft, didn't have a single pick. And now all of a sudden, here you are in Chicago. Like, how, how crazy of a moment was that? Yeah, it was actually completely, like, unexpected. Uh, I remember talking to him at the Combine and just had a really good conversation with the guys there. And, and I really liked talking to them, but uh, they didn't have a pick in the first. So, like, going in the draft, they weren't really on my, my radar. And then that kind of tra- that trade kind of came up. And uh, I looked at my advisor, and he, like, kind of like, gave me, like, a look. And I was like, oh. This might be, you know, like, might be the spot. And the time came, and we were just super excited. And I think it's super cool to be part of, like, a, the original six team. Like, so, I, like I said, yeah, it was just a great moment. So did you grow up a Red Wings fan being from uh, the Michigan area? Yeah, I started off as, like, a Red Wings fan, and then uh, I became a, a Sidney Crosby fan, so I was, I was a fan of the Penguins. There you go. So and then kind of moved towards... I don't want to say I'm a bandwagon because I was a fan of these teams before, like, they started winning. So, like, I was, like, a Pittsburgh fan, and then uh, I started, like, a McKinnon more, and then I turned into an Avs fan. So. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, would you say you're a Blackhawks fan now? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, good. Just just checking. Uh, so, you know, you, you've, you've played with some of these guys uh, and against some of them. Who's out of this group so far through two days and maybe haven't played with them or against them? Who's one of the toughest guys to play against uh, so far that you've experienced? Yeah, I think just, I think Vlasic's super hard to play against. Just he's a big guy, smart, can play, can skate. He's got a good stick. And, and I think kind of just heard uh, Camesso, like just shooting on him. Like everybody was talking about it back because he played for the national team as well. And a few of my buddies got the chance to play against him and skate with him. And they're saying how, how good he was. And I didn't really realize it until you get out there and you're skating with him. So I, I thought he was really good today, and, and Vlasic as well. Coming to a team that's rebuilding, I know, I know obviously you're focused on mostly next season at Michigan, but knowing that this is a team that's depending on the young guys, how, how exciting is that to be a first-round pick for a team that obviously is going in a direction where you're, you're going to be fast-tracked to get back here? Yeah, and I'm extremely happy for it, and I talked to my advisor and my family about it literally before the draft. I was like, honestly, it would almost be better for me to go to a team that's rebuilding and, and kind of needs younger guys to come in and, and play a big role. And just like it is at, at Michigan right now, like all those guys leaving and, and going on to pro, and we need a good freshman group to come in and kind of play a role. And I'm going to get the experience there, and I feel like I'm going to be up to the task, and this is, this is kind of what I wanted to do. We've seen so many players. Uh, it feels like maybe Jonathan Taves almost was, was kind of started this whole revolution where a lot of young players are going the college hockey route. 
What was it about Michigan for you uh, that made you choose Michigan over uh, an alternative route to the uh, to the NHL? Just being from Michigan, kind of being the hometown guy and kind of just staying kind of close to home. That was always something that I kind of thought of going into the process of, of choosing a school. And then the, the resources they have there. And just Brandon Narado and, and the guys that train and, and skate there and the coaches, I think those are like a main piece. And just the way they produce guys and send them to the next level. And those guys are always making an impact. So, so we know, you know, the, the Blackhawks really wanted to have an emphasis on bringing speed into the organization. Speed's one of the biggest factors of your game. What would you say is, is a skill set that you have that not a lot of people focus on that you think is probably one of the difference makers? I'd probably just say kind of like a mix of hockey sense and creativity. I feel like there's a lot of times where like, I, I make a lot of, like, I guess, creative plays and, and smart plays and not always is it going to be like up on the, the highlight reel and like sometimes people kind of look over them and I know I'm kind of always just trying to make the best play so like I may not always do any game but when I do it's going to be like something cool so, and something that's going to work so I guess just those two things. I know that you are a man of many talents um, and we saw at the draft we had uh, we saw that you had a, a hidden talent I think that not a lot of people uh, were able to see here so I've got a little little challenge for you here <laughs> put him to work put you on the spot right <laughs> off the bat not again <laughs> yeah i'm not too bad not too bad to get up? all right let's see if we can uh oh there it is <laughs> that's, that's this is great for audio there we go fantastic oh, he's getting this. flashy with it <laughs> wow <laughs> this Trust is us, a, the juggling is fantastic ah, there, you go. Oh, there you go there's the audio factor <laughs> perfect that's well, that, awesome that's that's the perfect way to uh wrap up an interview Frank, that was great. We love putting you on the spot. Um, we'll make sure that is on the blooper reel uh, on YouTube and is uh, retweeted, <laughs> retweeted over and over again. Uh, no, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. Last thing I had for you, and uh, maybe you didn't get to see him, but I know Jonathan Taze was walking around here yeah. yesterday. Did he come in and, and talk to you guys at all or just yeah. kind of peek his head in? And uh, not like the team, I don't think, but uh, I was up in the, the gym just getting a stretch in before the skate yesterday. And he was up there as well, and I just got the chance to introduce myself and kind of just say hello. And, and he was extremely nice and, and welcoming, so yeah, it's kind of cool just to see the guys that you kind of look up to, like growing up. And when they won the cups, the three cups, it was like, man, it's kind of like a wow factor going into it. So it's just, it was a really cool experience. If there's a song that you're listening to or an artist that you love to kind of get you pumped up before you get on the ice, what is that song or what is that artist? Honestly, it changes like every game. Like I'm always singing a song. Like when I'm on the ice or for games, it kind of just gets me in like the zone. Uh, a lot of Eminem's in there. Uh, I think Kanye's in there a few times. Like you can ask all my teammates. I'm always singing something. Like last year I was singing like "Stronger" by Kanye West or like "All Falls Down." Like those are two songs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess like just those two are like the ones or, I can think of. You're singing to yourself while you're on the ice. Yeah, I was That's doing it awesome. today too. I was like, <laughs> So, but yeah, it's always like it kind of just cools me down and keeps me. If you're always singing, then we are going. Your official nickname on CHGO Blackhawks is Sinatra. So yeah. if you're singing, it sticks. Yeah. There it is. It's official. I mean, <laughs> you're our Sinatra guy. Yeah, I like that. So. Yeah, we, we enjoyed the awkward question you got yesterday. Do you have any nicknames? And you're like Frank or, yeah. or Nazar, really. It's, that's about it. So, yeah, Frank, that was awesome. Thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. Thanks to the Blackhawks for making it happen, and uh, have a great rest of the week. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. Hope you're enjoying these tremendous interviews we did from uh, Blackhawks Prospect Camp with a couple hopeful future Blackhawks, but I uh, wanted to tell you about Owen. 
That's O-W-Y-N, standing for, standing for only what you need. It is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you the nutrition that works just as hard as you do. All of Owen's products are free of artificial ingredients. They're allergen-friendly. They don't contain contain any gluten or dairy, and they're easily digestible. You may have heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who also follows a plant-based diet. And right now, Owen and CHGO are partnering up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off of your first purchase when you go to liveowen.com and use the promo code CHGO20. That's liveowen.com and using the promo code CHGO20. So join Justin Fields, try Owen, get some for yourself. Again, that's Owen, O-W-Y-N, only what you need. Joining us now on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast is defenseman Ethan Del Mestro. Ethan, thanks for jumping on the podcast today. We, we are happy to have you. Thank you for having me. How's camp been so far? Uh, looks pretty competitive. Uh, and now you're last year one of the bigger guys, you know, and, uh, and this year a bunch of big, big, big defensemen on the roster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously camp's been really good. Um, you know, last year obviously being virtual and you didn't really get to come out to Chicago. It's, it's nice to kind of be here and, you know, with the staff and, and kind of working with them and, yeah, like you said, the compete's been really high. I think you know, a lot of guys, you, you know, come out here and you want to leave your stamp, so, um, you know, they're giving their all. And, um, yeah, like you said, coming last year, it was a lot of smaller D, and, and now, you know, coming this year, there's a lot of big D. And, I, you know, I think that's the way the game's moving, you know, kind of going to some bigger, like, mobile defensemen. So, um, you know, it's good, and it's good competition. Already being, you know, a, a big physical player yourself, what is the kind of the strength and conditioning aspect, having been here at camp now under, you know, an NHL uh program how does that compare to you know what you've been doing so far in, in, in junior and with uh, with the Canadian programs yeah I mean obviously um, you know being with this whole staff it, it's you know obviously the top notch it's the best of the best so it's obviously helpful but I think you know that's one good part about um, you know back home I, I have a good training staff and it's kind of similar in the work we're doing so just a lot of kind of you know building that lean muscle and, and not trying to you know, overcompensate for, for just weight to, to not be able to move out there. You know, you want to be strong, but you want to be able to move. So I think that's one of the main focuses, just staying healthy and, and being mobile and, and containing that, uh, or maintaining that strength and, and that lean mass. Now that the focus here in Chicago is more about the future, the rebuilds in motion, young guys like you, the fans are going to pay more attention to. So to, to our Blackhawks fans listening, what kind of player uh, should they expect to see when you're able to make that pro jump? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm a you know a two-way defenseman that's kind of versatile. You know, I can shut down either your top line and, and kind of play that shutdown kind of mean mean defenseman, and uh, I can also help on the offensive side. You know, whether that's you know moving pucks up and, and kind of making plays in the blue line, I think that's just kind of my, my versatility, and I think that's exciting uh, for fans to watch. You know, in the future, so just really excited. Have you heard anything about you know, your chances of getting a shot to make the roster this year? There are some openings on the blue line, and Rockford is full of young defensemen. I know that's not an option for you this year because you're only 19, but uh, it seems like there's some opportunity there. And Looking at you on the ice, uh, as you sort of mentioned, you, you seem to have like an NHL body already. You know, uh, has there been any indication that you might get a shot to make the team out of camp? Yeah, I think it's just kind of with the mindset, you know, you go to camp and, and you want to make it, and I think that's the mindset you go with every time. So obviously it's a, it's a young team, and, and they made some moves, and um, I think just kind of come to camp and, and, and go with that mindset trying to make team, and, and you know, whatever happens, happens, obviously. Um, you know, if, if, if not, then, then I have uh, my junior team to go back to. But yeah, you just go to the mindset that you want to make the team and there's spots open. And I think that's just kind of how you go about it and, and approach it. The Blackhawks have really made an emphasis on getting the speed into the prospect system. Who's one of the fastest guys that you've had to go against in camp so far this week? 
Yeah, there's actually a lot of a lot of quick forwards out there. Um, you know, I think uh, Slag's on my team. Slag, uh, he's one of the fastest. I'm, I mean, I've seen him in uh, numerous times just because he's on my team and, and we skate a lot. But just in the testing and then uh, just in the, the mini games, he's he's definitely one of the, one of the quickest. And I think it's just it's just good, you know, to go against some of the, the fast forwards and and kind of work on your speed. It's just uh, overall, you know, beneficial. When you're here with a group like this and a team that again we've got the rebuild in motion, how exciting is that? for you as a young player coming in knowing that the opportunities are going to be there right away to hopefully get to the NHL level. Yeah, I think that's really exciting, you know, just knowing that they're kind of trying new things and, and, and approaching it in, the, in a youth kind of way. It's, it's just really exciting for, for young prospects like myself, I think, just uh, going about it and, and you knowing that you might have a chance. It's just, it's just really exciting, you know, knowing it's not like, you know, Colorado that's already kind of has their whole team set up and, and kind of making those deep runs. I think it's, it's exciting having those uh, opportunities and just knowing that. So we're watching from, you know, over here in, in the stands uh, on the ice with you, Chris Kunitz, Kendall Coyne, Schofield. What sort of contact have you had with Luke Richardson and some of the NHL coaches? Have they been kind of hands off, like watching from a distance or do, or do you get any feedback from them day to day? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, they came in and kind of chatted with us a little bit, but I think they're more co more so kind of watching, you know, their new staff. And I think they're coming in trying to, trying to grasp all the prospects, you know, they haven't been here before. And I, I think they're kind of just watching and they're, they're, they're talking to us a little bit and kind of giving us pointers, but I think a lot of it's coming from, you know, the developmental staff. You know, Mark Eaton's kind of the main guy with the defense and just kind of talking to them. And obviously, you know, the, the head coach is going to have a, a big input, but uh, I think he's just kind of watching and, and understanding. This is the first camp that they've had here in person since the summer of 2019. Um, is this is this your first time being in Chicago? I'm my second. Second time. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, yeah, I saw I saw you guys were out at the Cubs game yesterday. How how was that experience? And what's it been like to you know have something like this where you know you're meeting maybe meeting guys for the first time or talking to them for the first time, and you have that opportunity to kind of explore and get to know each other as potential future like teammates. You know? Yeah, I think that's just really exciting. You know, meeting meeting new people, meeting new teammates. You're kind of, kind of coming from uh, Ontario. It's it's a place where you mostly meet guys that you've already played against and already know, and this is kind of uh, broadens your, or opens your eye, and um, you know, seeing players from Europe and, and America and stuff like that, and just all over the place, it, it's kind of it's kind of nice to you know get a little little change in pace, and um, just seeing Chicago and, and kind of see how, how nice of a city it is, it's it's pretty special. So I think overall, it's just been a fun time. Out of the new guys that you've met, who's got maybe the the best personality, or maybe uh, wasn't the the kind of guy you expected? Maybe uh, maybe he was, or someone that surprised you. Yeah, I mean, I think coming in, uh, I knew a couple guys obviously just from from the first uh, camp we had in last September. But coming in, I think I came down a couple days earlier with Alan, and um, I met uh, Vlasic, who's uh, you know he played a couple games last year, and I'm just kind of getting to know him, and he, he's he's quite the character, and he's a nice guy, and kind of really welcome welcome me in, and and kind of. He's from around the area and kind of showed me some new spots and stuff like that, so he's, he's been real nice. Yeah, they mentioned Vlasic showing a big leadership role at camp here and just the, the handful of games he played. Has he talked about, you know, how just those, you know, whatever it was, 15 games or whatever to end the season, has he talked about how that's impacted his development as a player at all? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's helped him a lot. I mean, he talks about it. Just, just seeing him kind of on the ice and, and in person and kind of in the room, I think just having that... Uh, you know that presence with you know being around those kind of NHL guys I think that's changed his personality and kind of made him more into a pro already I think you can just see it and it's evident so um, overall he's been really helpful. Got development camp here your next camp world junior camp how, how important would that be to, uh, to, to make Team Canada? 
Yeah, like you said, uh, you know, coming back from this one, you're going right back out. But um, just overall, really excited, you know, to, to go to a World Junior Camp, and, and you know that um, there's a couple spots open on, on the you know the team. You want to go out there and make an impression and, and, and do your best, and then you still have the one in, in the winter, you know, uh, uh, coming up to Christmas. And so if you can make both teams, it's just that much more special. And I think it's just really important to go out there and kind of make the most of it. So you were a captain last uh, last season in in, in uh, Mississauga and. Um, the leadership that it takes, you know, to, to lead a group of guys that are, you know, all kind of similar age and, and, and whatnot. Um, how does that translate as you as you kind of grow? And when you come into a, a situation like this, where you know some th these aren't your regular teammates, do you kind of take some of that leadership quality and kind of become a, a voice during camp or, or anything like that? Is that is that something that you you know kind of take control of? Yeah, I think for sure, you know, being a, kind of a captain in a junior team, you know, it's it's kind of all about uh, bringing in your experiences and kind of being that kind of mentor to some of the younger guys. And, and, you know, obviously I'm not that much older, but just having a little bit more experience and uh, kind of showing th them things and, and doing the right thing. And they kind of read off that, you know, and um, I think that's just beneficial moving up to kind of pros and, and just having that, um, you know, that right mindset. And, and then it kind of rubs off on people here even. And um, so overall, I think it's just important to kind of do, do your things and, and um, you know, keep that leadership role and obviously not overstep, but but maintain it and, and, and you know, still uh, bring that aspect. All right, since we cover all teams here at CHGO, I, I, I would be uh, a fool not to ask Wrigley Field Cubs, Ben, how, how much fun was that? Was that your first time being able to check uh, out a game there? Yeah, it was actually my second time, but, you know, it's, it's still special. And I think, obviously, you know, seeing the, the players go on the field, it's, it's pretty special and pretty cool. But... Um, yeah, I mean, um, just seeing that atmosphere and that, that, you know, the history behind that field, it's, it's pretty special, and, and obviously it was a great time. Awesome. Ethan, thanks for taking some time out, man. I know it's a busy week, a hectic week, probably a little bit stressful, so we enjoy talking to you, and hopefully uh, as the years go on, we can become hang out more often. Man, Thank thanks. you so much for having me on. Thank you. All right. We're talking to Blackhawks defenseman Nolan Allen here at Blackhawks Development Camp. Nolan, thanks for taking some time to chat with the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. How's it been? It seems uh, really competitive, and, uh, you know, Hawks draft you last year. You're one of the biggest defensemen in the system, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> almost overnight, they bring in a bunch of uh, towering blue liners. What's it been like in the room? What's it been like on the ice? Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's, uh, you know, you can see what they're doing here. They're trying to, you know, get the next wave in here. A lot of young guys coming in, so it, it's exciting, you know, getting to meet some new guys and, you know, having some friendly competition out there too. So it's good. Heading into your uh, season this past year, was there any more pressure or motivation after being drafted in the first round, or was it just business as usual? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess there's a little bit more motivation, I guess, you know, being drafted that high, but, you know, business as usual going into games. I mean, you know, just sticking to my style, I think, is the biggest thing. I mean, not getting too worried about putting up points or, you know, anything like that. You know, just playing my game for the most part and staying true to myself and, you know, getting better that way, I think, is the biggest thing. What would you say is one of the, the toughest aspects of coming into prospect camp as a first-round pick and, and, and trying to uh, kind of establish, maybe establish yourself within the system early on? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of kids here, don't get me wrong. So, um, you know, a lot of great kids here too. So, you know, they drafted, uh, I guess, three first-rounders this year. So, you know, there's there's competition there, and, uh, you know, it's great. I mean, I think, you know, when you have a lot of good young prospects like that, you push each other in in that competition, and, you know, you're getting each other better as you go. So it's, uh, it's a win-win. 
when the Hawks called your name last year in the first round, were you surprised? Had you heard from them sort of leading up to that moment? Did you, did you think you were on the radar? Or was it a total shock? Um, yeah, I talked to them quite a bit. I knew they had some interest. Um, you know, I wasn't really sure where I was going to go. So, I mean, I guess it was kind of a shock to go there. But, yeah, I was just kind of really had no clue. So I was just sitting waiting. And, uh, yeah, my name got called, and it, it was pretty exciting. So I'm, I'm, I think our listeners are really going to be fascinated with the prospect system and how things work because in a rebuild, that's sort of where the attention turns. So I'm glad we get to talk to you because you're a first-round pick last year. So between getting selected by the Blackhawks and now in season while you're playing, like how much contact do you have with the team? Are they checking in with you on a regular basis? Is it more with your agent? Is it more with your coaches? What is the sort of communication uh, level, I guess you'd say, between the team and the player after the selections made before you arrive with the, in the in the organization yeah for sure i think um you know they do a great job the player development coaches here of reaching out and you know coming out and seeing us quite a few times so um, mark eaton came and saw me and prince albert quite a few times there and it, it was great you know to catch up with him and you know to have a conversation with him what he thinks you know how i'm playing and you know that sort of thing and yeah, they do a fairly good job of staying in touch and you know keeping you in the loop. So it's nice. We are all uh, facial hair aficionados on this podcast, <laughs> and you're in Chicago. I gotta ask: Is the mustache a, a calculated move or just something that you uh, you enjoy? Uh, I was just no, it was just something on the fly. I uh, sh- shaved it like last week, and I just kept it. So. I don't know. I'll have to, I like to switch it up. I think you and Landon Slager are the only two here that can grow facial hair, so it's, it's, good, to, it's good to see some representation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If you, if you want to be a fan favorite here in Chicago, keep the stash. It's keep all the about stash. the stash in Chicago. <laughs> You'll get a Jardinier uh, endorsement deal within weeks. <laughs> uh, speaking of, of playing here in Chicago, let you in a little secret. We don't get a lot of Prince Albert Raiders games here on TV, so tell our fans what type of hockey player Nolan Allen is and what can we expect to see. Yeah, I'm a defense first defenseman. Um, you know, I like to play physical, hard, hard, hard nosed brand of hockey, you know, try and make it tough on the other teams. So, uh, yeah, just make it tough on the other teams forwards and, you know, play a lot of penalty kill minutes, uh, you know, blocking shots, stuff like that. And, you know, starting to work on my offensive game some more, you know, jumping in the play and I guess, you know, kind of, I guess, fitting in where I can in there. So. It's interesting because I think a lot of prospects, especially high picks, they put up the big numbers defensively, and then they have to sort of learn the, def- the defensive game, whereas you're a defense first guy, like you just said. How, when you're this late in your career, late, you're 19, <laughs> when you're this late in your development, how do you add that offensive element? How do you, you know, how do you begin to implement something new when you've played the same style so long, and it's gotten you to be a first-round selection? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. It's like, that's not really the whole focus of my game. I focus on my, you know, defense first, my physicality, and, you know, shutting down the other team's top forwards. And then I guess when there's space and, you know, when I can jump into the rush and use my skating, that's where it kind of uh, jumps in, I guess, you know, not, I guess, overdoing it on the offense, you know, trying to do too much, just, you know, wherever there's a spot, hopefully I can jump in and uh, help out that way. Who were some of the NHL players uh, when you were growing up that you sort of looked up to and maybe modeled your game after? Um, there's uh, We have a guy who played in the NHL from Davidson, Braden McNabb. He plays on the Vegas Golden Knights. So I've watched him you know, quite a bit growing up. I'm good buddies with his, his younger brother. So we're pretty close, kind of close with them there. So 
yeah, I just kind of watched him, and I think our styles kind of match each other a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of like to watch him and, you know, take some things from him. You got uh, Blue Jays hat on. Is that – was that – did that stay in the in – in stay at the hotel uh, for yesterday? Didn't want to bring that one out for the for the Cubs game? No, I had it on yesterday wow, too. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Thanks yeah, what, what was that like being being there at the game, seeing the, uh, the, the 2022 uh, draft class out there, throwing out the first pitch and um, – what would you rate that pitch? Yeah, I, well, I didn't even get to see the pitch. I, I just went down to the bathroom before he threw it, so oh, okay. I came back and he just threw it, and I missed it. I was kind of mad, but uh, yeah, it was pretty cool to you know get to experience that and see those guys on the field and you know doing that. So yeah, it was it was great experience. Was your first time at Wrigley, or uh, that was my second time? Second we time. Okay, cool. Went one time last year at camp. So nice. With the Blue Jays hat, you got to find Dylan Strom uh, at a game and start taunting some pitchers. Uh, I don't know if you saw, you see that video of him yelling uh, "f off" to the rest. Of yeah, us. <laughs> yeah, I think I see it. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, he'll, he'll pop up somewhere, and uh, maybe you two can hook up and go to a Blue Jays game and heckle some people together. <laughs> but Nolan, we appreciate you taking some time out, man. I know it's a busy week, uh, busy day, all that stuff. So thanks for taking some time, and we'll see you down the road. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, guys. All right, that's going to do it for this week of shows and our interviews from development camp uh fellas it was a good week it was a fun week it was a newsy week and now the real off season begins with free agency pretty much wrapped up uh we just sort of grind our way until uh the uh training camp and preseason but all of our kind of regular segments uh mailbag monday throwback thursday all those things are going to return in short order if you've got a question for mailbag monday blackhawks at allchgo.com or just hit any of us up on twitter i'm at jay zawaski greg is at greg boyson and mario is at mario underscore tirabasi and the show account is at chgo underscore blackhawks and a reminder to become a member at allchgo.com it's awesome it's ad free you get access to our uh our all of our great web content the discord channel you get to pick a free shirt of your choice from the locker it's a great deal it's a great investment and it helps us grow and thrive here at chgo sports so for my partners greg and mario i'm jay thanks for listening to this show and this week on the chgo blackhawks podcast We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.